What are we talking about today? Howdy, everybody. Josh Rimini here, your Functional Rx podcast. Uh, today's episode, we are going to talk about what is metabolic syndrome and how can I reverse it? So this is all the cardiometabolic. Yeah. So our theme for the quarter is to address a cornerstone of health. And the cornerstone of health is really insulin uh, resistance. Mm -hmm. uh, and what does that mean? So there's a lot of terms, but the one I've kind of adopted the most is uh, it could be prediabetes. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think of that. Uh, so it's, it's metabolic syndrome, syndrome X, uh, you name it. There's a bunch of different labels for it, but Metsin, I'll, I'll probably say that a bunch of times when we're here, but I saw a billboard dri driving my daughter to school the other day, preschool. And it, it you read a billboard. I read a billboard. To, I was to get at, back on my marketing. And it was in the corner. It was just, it caught my eye for some reason. I don't understand. I was just at a stoplight. Well, now we're going to turn this into a marketing it's on podcast because I'm interested now. <laughs> it's on Mint Street. So go check it out if you want. But it said 80 mil, 86 million people have it. And then it said prediabetes. And then it had some link to go somewhere or whatever. But it was like, ah, oh, man, I got to talk about this because I talk about it all the time. And people don't understand the consequences of this thing and its effect on our health, our effect on our wellness, and effect on our country's healthcare system. So pre-diabetes basically means you don't have diabetes yet, but you have the potential to get it? Yes. And generally when the doctor, when traditional medicine is labeling you in this space of pre-diabetes, maybe diabetes, that kind of thing, it's generally almost too late. If you do nothing, mm. you will get diabetes. If your blood sugar is over 100, you're going to get diabetes at some point. Uh, 86 million people have this thing called pre-diabetes. Can you reverse it? Yes. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Beautiful. This is why we launched our program, okay? Our cardiometabolic program. We're calling it Empower. So you want get... people that are pre-diabetic and you say, I can hopefully fix you. So we're going to, def yes. If, if, if lifestyle change, lifestyle medicine, sprinkling some supplements, basically food, lifestyle, and supplements can reverse pre-diabetes. It's been shown to reverse type 2 diabetes, okay? Hmm. So what is metabolic syndrome? It's really a, uh, it's a, it, it's a syndrome because there's no, the diagnostic procedure for, you don't get a blood test really for metabolic syndrome or pre-diabetes. You have to have a criteria of, of symptoms. So if you have three of the five symptoms, then they, they are classified as pre-diabetic, okay? So first one is what they call visceral adiposity. Big word for I'm a little belly overweight. Fat. Yes, belly fat. Uh, so they measure that with waist size. So if you have a waist size of more than 40 inches for men and more than 35 for women. So that's just kind of the criteria, the baseline. So when we, so in all these markers are things that we're actually looking at when we put someone in a, in a cardiometabolic program is we're, and we put them in our Empower program, we're going to start making these things get better, okay? So if you've got a little bit weight, your waist size is a little less than normal, uh, fasting blood sugar, uh, blood glucose levels of 100 or more, um, blood pressure of 130 over 85. So this is cardiometabolic, right? So there's those metabolic factors are 
things that we're looking at, blood sugar. I prefer to look at fasting insulin when I'm treating a patient because it's a better marker for how our insulin sensitivities were mm -hmm. going. But blood sugar is cheap, easy, um, and it's a good marker for diagnostics. So blood pressure that's elevated, 130 over 85 or above. Uh, triglyceride levels of 150 or higher. Uh, or HDL or that high density good cholesterol levels of 40 or less for men or 50 or less for women. So if you have three of those five, you're pre-diabetic. Pre hmm. um, and that's like, people are so scared of that word, right? They're scared because if I'm labeled as such, I'm going to get the thing. And then I don't want to go on insulin and I'm going to be, you know, have all these markers for bad health and, and all that stuff. So it's a big fear, but it's something that we can't ignore. Um, but if you, if you don't have three of those five factors, you're not considered pre-diabetic anymore. So if I can improve your blood glucose, fasting blood glucose of 100, get it down. I prefer 80 as a better number because once it goes above 80, you're on your way. Right. Uh, that's why I say 100 is too late, but it's okay. We work with people where they're at. So let's get the triglycerides down. Let's get the HDL up. Let's improve blood pressure, blood glucose, and lose weight, right? Simple but hard to do. Mm -hmm. We said that last time, didn't yep. we? So having three of these factors significantly uh, has you a higher risk for cardiovascular diseases like heart attack, stroke, type 2 diabetes. That's why we have to treat this thing cardio and metabolically. So what do we do? You know what's cool? I brought my protocol with me today so I can kind of walk people through, all right, I got this thing. What do I do, right? It's not as simple as, well, I'm just going to eat right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose some weight because that's not all the factors, right? right? So we have to treat this like that. So we're going to take a functional and lifestyle approach to a patient. This is our Empower program. So we're going to do a functional approach on your Functional Rx podcast. Yes. Very interesting. So this is literally, if somebody's got metabolic syndrome, this is the lifestyle plan that we put them through. Um, we need to increase. So first, first is food, right? Food is medicine. Everybody in a program gets a food plan. I don't call them diets unless they're meant to not be long-term. A diet is meant to be short-term. So when we say paleo diet, keto diet, well, nobody sticks with them because they're diets. All right. So food plan, we just emphasize it's a plan. You should be doing this. So if you have cardiometabolic function, disease, disease, dysfunction, whatnot, you should be on a cardiometabolic specific food plan. So that first part of it is increasing the diversity of fruits and vegetables by just eating more colors, right? There is a scientific reason for that besides you eating You say it right. all the time, eat the rainbow. Eat the rainbow, not skills. Um, <laughs> um, but the first step intervention is really what I call a cardiometabolic diet, but really what it is is it's, it's, it's very close to a Mediterranean diet. Good fats, low in saturated fats, high in good oils like olive oils. Good, So that's the good Avocado fats, oils. good protein, good fats, lots of diversity of fruits and vegetables. People always go to the protein and sometimes the fat, right? It was high, it was low fat, high carb. Now it's good fat, low carb, but it's really that diversity of carbohydrates that we're really looking for. Yeah. It's that five to eight servings per day. 
If I can get eight to 10, I'm super happy. Mm -hmm. You'd be remarkable. So elimination diets, probably second. We talked a little bit about that at other podcasts, but really we start them on a cardiometabolic Mediterranean diet, eat more fish, a little more chicken, less beef, that kind of stuff. Um, White meat, good, good grains. Bad. Yeah. Um, so what does that mean? You know, just that one thing alone protects against type two diabetes development and overall reduction of risk. Uh, Here's a crazy. question from, from people. 12 to 83%. Wow. So food is medicine. The studies prove it. And this, the Mediterranean diet in 2019 was, was whatever consortium says, what's the best diet. That was the one it's mm -hmm. right there. Pretty simple. Don't get crazy. This is what we need to do to fix those metabolic and cardiovascular components. So the normal food pyramid that we were all taught in school, from a functional perspective, you're like, that is wrong, wrong, wrong. It needs to be modified, like the your well, plate thing. Why don't they modify it? Oh, there's so many. It's kind of like chicken or egg. Is it good? Is it bad? You know, that type of thing. It's just the convincing body of evidence suggests that whole foods, plant-based dietary patterns benefits benefits the cardiovascular system yeah. so that's what i we always stress plant-based doesn't mean you have to be vegetarian but 50 percent of your plate should be vegetables non-starchy put a little bit of starchy on the outside of that plate mm -hmm. but plant-based if you just did that one thing you would improve your phytonutrient density and you would feel much better all those good signals are coming in from all those vegetables we need to eat more veggies mm -hmm. simple but hard to do right yep. and if you can't eat enough veggies grab a, a really super good greens. super greens yep. smoothie put it in your smoothie yep. yes it's expensive because there's a lot of fruits and vegetables <laughs> in there it's all the things you're not eating but that's okay if it's 30 bucks and you put a scoop in and you're getting that right so I like healthy smoothies. We have a recipe. We'll probably put it online. Yeah, yours is good. The, I've had that one. The it's just it, I have a, a printout on how to build a better smoothie. Yeah. Um, just consume whole, fresh, local, seasonal foods, and that helps with allergies too. If you're having local stuff, you know, local honey and all that, it helps with your allergies because it's your normal. Yeah, and local there's probiotics things. in there too. It right. helps the microbiome. Specific foods, extra virgin olive oil. So I'm stressing mixed nuts, cinnamon, omega-3. We talked about that all the time. Omega-3s are so important for inflammation and cardiovascular health because we don't eat enough fish and rich in omega-3. That omega-3 to omega-6 balance is off in standard American diets. So we usually supplement with it because I don't eat salmon three days a week. Right. But if you do, great. The thing is, we don't. So we need, it's an essential fatty acid. We need to get more of it through yeah. our diet. We don't make these essential fatty acids. Essential yeah. means essential to eat. Yeah. So omega-6 is high. That creates the cascade of inflammation. A thing called arachidonic acid gets produced and inflammation goes awry. Uh, so anti-inflammatory diet is rich in omega-3. Mm -hmm. And good, healthy omega-6. It's got to be a ratio. Right. So high in fiber. This is another thing we just talked about. 35 to 50 grams a day is, is what we do. Increase that gradually. Um, foods are high in fiber. Whole grains, legumes, vegetables, root vegetables, broccoli. Uh, but I usually just say five servings per day. 
is associated with a lower risk of cardiovascular disease. Listen Less here. than three per day is associated with a high risk of cardiovascular disease. So if I'm going to improve those markers, I got to fix biochemistry, got to eat more veggies. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple. So I'll balance the ratio. I, I came up, I got a new blood test and I'm a uh, blood spot test. So you prick your finger. I can actually test your omega-3 ratio. Oh, wow. Um, so it's low barriers. These things, we're, we put that into our cardiometabolic program. So I'm excited for that because, yeah, we want to know where that level is. And then it's proof. It's like, you need to eat more fish. Well, you know, it's like, well, here's your ratio. Yeah. It's, it's I'm not making this one. up. Sorry. I need it to be six to one, six yeah. to three. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah. So tests work well. That's why food sensitivity tests really get people to eliminate the foods that are bad because they see the red, the yeah. red, red flag. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, drink half your body weight in water in ounces per day. I, we can't say anything Simple else about that. It's period. You've been taught that forever and no one does it. Yeah. So these are things that we're just, we were reminding the patient they're in the program of healthcare professional is telling them, these are things you can do that don't cost you any money mm -hmm. that will drastically improve your health. Right. Water. Seems simple, hard to do, right? I got my little container here. I just try to, I try to drink three to four of these plus my coffee, plus my seltzer waters. That's really what I drink. Yep. Beer, alcohol, that doesn't count. That's not water. Okay. Um, Far from there's it. water even in it. Yeah, even if you have I mean, people Budweiser. Say, it's like, but isn't beer 98% water? Well, yes, but it's dehydrating. It's got the alcohol yep. and it wrecks the microbiome too. So we're talking about the gut. You got to eat, drink in moderation. Uh, eating frequently. So that's kind of the food thing. Um, foods to limit in metabolic syndrome, refined carbs, trans fats, uh, oxidized foods that are, you know, dried things, you know, all sorts of mixes. You'd be surprised. Um, and then Google uh, here's another way, good, another good Google. Uh, I'm going to do this each podcast. <laughs> a good Google and a, a bad good Google. Google. <laughs> um, Google um, trans fats and foods. And I did this the other day, and the top of the list was um, refrigerated bread stuff. Like, you know, where you make those crescent rolls and mm. like those cinnamon, cinnamon rolls, rolls that I love. Yeah. Like we get the organic All ones that like Pillsbury is built on trans fats. Well, there's a ton of trans fats and hydrogenated oils and stuff like mm. that. So those are the things you want to, you know, those are what brings that omega six, omega three balance off things like limiting your saturated fats. Use olive oil, use nicer oils, um, use oils high in monounsaturated fats like olive oil, avocado oil, canola oil. Uh, I've used high, high, so, but if you're frying, just remember use- And here's a, you know- Use here's the a, high fry food, like the, if you're sauteing, don't use olive oil. It's got a low smoke point and it'll go rancid and then it turns bad for you. Mm -hmm. So you can use grapeseed oil, avocado oil, uh, those ones that are hold the heat higher. And so a nice plug that. for one of your, your local friends, you've got the olive place- Oh, poor olive yeah, down the street on East awesome. Boulevard. Every time I come by, I go and get something. So we drink great. we drink vinegar in my family. Like we we my my daughter Bree, she goes sour sour cucumbers. That's what she calls her cute. <laughs> so I love good vinegars, and they have awesome flavored yeah. vinegars. So yeah, salad dressing. Grab one of their oils. Grab one of their vinegars. Pour them together. Whatever ratio tastes good for you. Add a little salt. Add a little uh, Dijon mustard which acts as emulsifier, 
mix it up, you've got a vinegar. Yeah, it's really, really Done. good. They have probably 50 different types of olive oils and yeah. 50 different types of vinegar. So I mean, yeah, you can make I, whatever you want. I've been trying to work on them so we can work together and do some cool stuff because that's healthy. Yeah, it's you, great. You want to eat more veggies? You got to eat more salads? You got to eat more raw My vegetables? My favorite one right now is the, the basil olive oil. Really, really good. Yeah, we, we it, do a lot of the balsamic. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'll 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 tweak it with different oils. Yeah, and stuff we've had like a that. strawberry yeah, one. It's really good. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, eat smaller meals. That type of stuff. Avoid the fruit juices. That's just sugar. You know, fast foods. Get rid of it if you can. You know, there's some great places around Charlotte that you can eat healthy. Um, lifestyle plan is next after food. Right. It's 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 simple, but hard to do. We've got to get you sleeping better. Uh, sleep is so important it could, it's got to be its own topic um so reducing doing good sleep hygiene but if you're not sleeping a good six to seven to eight hours of restful sleep your stress response system's activated your cardiovascular says nothing gets when you rest it's like rest and digest right so gut help and sleep is the things that are you're in that state of rest you can repair okay mm -hmm. our bodies repair when we sleep um, sleep apnea in and itself uh, is linked to cardiovascular disease, hmm. um, Alzheimer's, those types of things. Um, so we, I always in there when they're in a in our plan, we address these lifestyle factors: nutrition, sleep, exercise, and movement. They're different um, relationships, and because community is important. We talked about that. Um, mm -hmm. If you're alone, you're and you're not involved in your community and you're not having good relationships and strong emotional connections, wherever you do, that's important. Um, we're not going to get into exercise, but we get people moving 30 minutes, five days a week, 150 minutes per day is really where it needs to start. It could be high intensity, low intensity. You know, you were my personal trainer. Yeah, we, we, we just recommend that somebody move your body, move, um, Sitting is the new smoking. Yep. It's worse than smoking. So you sit all day or you smoke a pack of cigarettes. People think the cigarettes are worse. It's not. It's mm -hmm. proven. Research the studies. I don't have it in front of me, but that is literally what people are saying. It's worse than smoking. Mm -hmm. So if we just put that in the back of our head, then air, come on, we're connected. We have iPhones and iWatches. Those things remind you to get up and move mm -hmm. if you use them, right? That means get out of your chair, move around for a few minutes, go for a walk, come back, mm -hmm. right? Those are simple things we can do. Um, stress is a big component of this. I can't, I can't stress it enough. <laughs> um, part of someone's lifestyle plan is a restoration plan. We have to restore the body. So if that's guided imagery, meditation, biofeedback, we use heart math in our in our clinic, uh, which is a which has profound effects. Uh, mindfulness practices, yoga, um, going out and just going for hikes in the in in the woods is very peaceful to people. So Did that last Sunday. So whatever, it could be religious, it could be counseling, whatever it is, we just don't want to make assumptions. Somebody has to do a mind-body thing, some restorative thing. Um, so I love hard math because it's a thing that you can actually see kind of your score building. I say we've got to go from depletion to renewal. we got to recharge the batteries. 
Um, I love this component of managing stress and, and uh, stress and, and, and identifying to people why it's so important because the studies are there. So we don't do it enough. And I take it for granted because I try to do it all the time every day. Mm -hmm. um, I started my five-year-old. She loves doing this like three-minute meditation before she goes to bed. Really? It's a guided meditation oh, for great. kids. One of them's like blowing candles and just deep breathing and imagining you're on a beach blowing candles, that kind of thing. So the can you imagine what we could do? So every day, if we did 10 minutes worth of something that's going to help restore the mind and the body, uh, has clinical efficacy. So we start with deep breathing, but we move someone into something that they can appreciate and do every day. Right. Um, and it doesn't take a lot. So that's in an, and then we throw the supplements out there and we're going to probably do a podcast just on cardiometabolic supplements because, you know, what people think is, well, I have the thing, I need the pill, right? Mm -hmm. I got to go on metformin. That's the first one. And then I got to do this and then I got to do my blood pressure and then I got to do my cholesterol, right? There's medications for all of those criteria, right? Weight loss, cholesterol, blood pressure, um, blood sugar, right? Well, we're going to talk about uh, in our podcast, probably the next one, is what can we take that's not drug-related to start working these markers down so we can get rid of those criteria, which is essentially reversing cardiometabolic or metabolic syndrome, prediabetes. Let's get rid of that. So you got to empower yourself to do it, right? Those lifestyle modifiers we just talked about, they all have to be worked on. So it's not, it's not. So this is the what and how. We can do that, and I can tell you the medications don't reverse it. They mask the symptom yeah, of the you're disease. You're still going to have it. We talk about it all the time. It masks a symptom. So let's work the body, give them the right nutrients, the good supplements, and then so that's that process is usually three to six months. Our program, um, I'd love for you guys to stop by and 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 talk about this program is this is the one we've, we've launched we're launching so we want to make sure people and it's it's the engagement is very small uh, you know it's not super expensive for somebody to go through this i think I, I i think i priced it cheaper than weight watchers so weight watchers essentially that's the difference right it affects the weight piece it did not affect those other criteria right so we're not going to reverse diabetes pre-diabetes that kind of thing by just losing weight. We have to identify all those markers for your health. So it takes a little test, takes some things, but we want to be the accountability people there. So that's kind of it. That's what metabolic syndrome X is and what you can do about it. So for more information, uh, go to our website, stop by the store, talk to our wellness department. Um, if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. That's Give us a five-star rating. Our goal is to build a wellness community this year, uh, and this is how we're going to do it. Uh, give us a rating, um, and then we'll see you next time. I'm Josh Remini, and this is your Functional Rx Podcast. Mm -hmm.